Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. We are coming to you in a joyful mood. And I could not be more joyful if I tried. And uh, thank God I don't have to. Because I have with me today my best friend in the world, my capadre, Mr. Co-host, Mr. Professor Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? Thank you, Sensei Master Barry. Um, (laughs) I call you that because it embarrasses you. It's great. Uh, Thanks, Barry. It's good to be here, and it's a joy to be with you, too, sir. Uh, Barry is vibrating with joy. If he was any more joyous, he'd be twins. Yeah, Um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I, uh... You know, I, uh, gosh, man, I'm being a little bit facetious when I say that, uh, <laughs> only because I don't know about you, but this year has just been, it's been, uh, it's been something is all I can say. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, yeah, it's been something, um, you know, ups and downs for me. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's been trying a trying year for sure. It's just been, uh. You know, not not all uh, terrible, but uh, just rough, man. So I'm yeah. I'm happy to be here and to be able to get my mind off of real world problems, and to be able to speak with. Uh, well, we got a returning guest today, and I'm super excited about that, and I'm super excited about the conversation that we had with with her. And uh, but before we get to that. Anything going on in your regular day-to-day life? Uh, you listen to any music or uh, seen anything interesting lately? You know, uh, it is October, so I try to um, watch, uh, you know, the spooky movies or, yeah, you know, what have you, just because it's fun. I yeah. mean, I watch, I like to watch horror, horror movies, spooky yeah. movies anyway. Um, and I like um, all kinds, but I'm not really big into the uh, the the gore porn type stuff. Yeah. Um, you know where it's like Saw or True, I agree, or Hostel, where it's just like you know people having to skin themselves to you know or whatever to do. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, not it's, my. It's easy. It's too easy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, there's something to be said about the subtle. Uh, creepiness of like say the eighties, mm-hmm. the eighties uh, horror flicks. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely golden age of horror flicks there in the eighties, yeah. and some of them in the nineties as well. Yeah, uh, but I've been watching uh, on Netflix this uh, series that was on in I want to say it was the two thousands um, or maybe the late two thousands, but uh, it's called Z Nation. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a sci-fi channel. Sure. And Asylum uh 
production. Asylum is a movie house known for making you yeah. know knockoff movies, yep. really cheap movies, but they're they're bad, but they're fun, and that's yeah. the whole point. Right? You know, they they do all the Sharknado and uh, you know stuff like that, and they've been doing it for years. Uh, but this is them doing a you know it's a zombie show, and uh, you know it's not bad. Um, it's you know I it, it, it borrows from a lot of different elements, a lot of different series that have come before it. Yep. Um, obviously, you know. Uh, you could say you could say Walking Dead, and it does to a degree, um, but then uh, it also borrows from uh, like this uh, of uh, Why the Last Man, uh, which was a comic, uh, which was about a, a, a the plague hits or a plague hits the planet. Everything with a Y chromosome, that being male, dies except for this guy Yurik and his monkey um, and Persand. And uh, so, you know, he's the special guy. And in this uh, Z Nation, there is a character who is um, he's given a test uh, vaccine or almost. Uh, but he's given, he's a test subject and they interject, they inject him with uh, this vaccine and he gets bitten by zombies like eight times. Wow. Uh, but he doesn't turn into a zombie. And so now he's like. Oh well, we've got to get him to California, which and why they have to get him from uh, Washington to California because he's the, they want to be able to use his you know use him to see what you know how to, if they can make more boys, yeah, um, or why he didn't die as opposed to everybody else. But yeah, so they have to take this guy to California, and so it comes uh, like this road trip. And, uh, you know, so there's this element of going all over the, you know, and you've got this cast of characters that are, you know, interesting and, and, uh, you know, you, you, it's kind of, like I said, it's, I, I, it's not as like dramatically good. I, I, I think as, uh, walking dead, Okay, but it's not necessarily trying to be like walking dead. It's, it's got more. Uh, along the lines of say like um, the Return of the Dead, okay. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, where you have it's got a little bit of comedy to it. It's got um, some you know various ways of people offing zombies and all that good stuff. You know, right. nice and um, you know, and a lot of it is practical effects, not CGI, but there are some CGI and it hasn't aged very well, but, um, but yeah, anyway, it's, that's just what, that's going to be my, um, my October viewing fair. And I think it's like five seasons, 68 episodes. And nice, I, you know, nice. yeah, you know, I, I should be able to finish uh, that in, you know, easily in this time. I'm sure. Very so. cool. Very cool. Yeah, we, we watched the Halloween movies, and lately we've been watching the Dahmer series on Netflix, mm. which is mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Um, I've always been interested in him. Uh, and it's cool because it kind of talks, you know, about the uh, the victim side yeah. of things, which is cool. But, you know, it's just like, I don't care who you are. Serial killers are always interesting, and just like what makes them the monsters that they become is really uh it's really quite fascinating mm-hmm. and um yeah so so Dahmer's definitely 
a good watch if you guys are you know it's a, it starts out really good and then kind of you know gets a little bit slower but uh, but it's still quality it's still quality entertainment the guy that plays Dahmer he was on uh, uh, American Horror Story uh, he's a great actor and he yep yeah he was uh, he was also uh, in the X Men movies he was a Quicksilver and yeah. he was uh, Ralph Boner if you will remember from the uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Uh, series on, yeah. on uh, Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, so very cool. Yeah, you guys should check that out if you can. But uh, uh-huh. Speaking of Dahmer movies, real quick, did you see the one that came out a couple of years ago uh, where about him in high school, My Friend Dahmer? I think so, um, yeah. I think I did see that. Yeah, that's uh, based off of a graphic novel um, by um, uh, a guy named Durf. Okay. And uh, it's uh, that was uh, that was really good. Good graphic novel, good movie as well. Yeah. Um, it just bizarre and the guy that would play Dahmer in that was like a uh, Disney I think he was like a Disney t- kid okay. you know like uh-huh. his own one of their start off and uh, doing Disney TV or movies or stuff and then he to do something radically different he became he did, he did this Dahmer movie so cool cool so yeah yeah man yeah so uh, yeah October is the time to watch weird scary stuff that's right. And joining us to, to, again today, as Barry mentioned, is a return guest who is also a huge fan of uh, spooky horror movies like ourselves, uh, maybe even more so, is uh, Chantel. And uh, you may remember um, Chantel from a few episodes not too long back. Uh, I believe it's called I Have Eight Stories. Um She's got uh, some more stories. She's got an update or on w- one of her stories from last time. She's got a really uh, intense, I uh, guess it's a true crime or I survived kind of a story. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, another uh, paranormal story as well. And um, just, you know, it's always fun uh, having our return, having our friends return to us and share more stories. And we were happy to have Chantel, who took time off of her vacation uh, to the Pacific Northwest to share this, these stories with us. So uh, we really appreciate that. Chantel, thank you for joining us again. What's your weird story? All right. So do we want to start with the update or do we want to start with the story? That it, Hey, you're the boss. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll start the, with the, the update. Flunky. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So in one of my stories from the episode I was in previously, um, I was talking about the car that broke down in front of the cemetery. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I thought it was a Toyota Camry. So it was not a Toyota Camry. It was a 2000 uh, Chevy Cavalier. Oh. <laughs> so I still don't, I don't know much about cars. I don't know if that's like common for those to just lock up and shut down the way it did. I, you know, as long as it was maintained, uh, it's not, I mean, it, it probably you know. wasn't. My friend that was driving <laughs> it was like 17 years old. So I doubt it was maintained. So there, there, there it could be, <laughs> that could be some of the element, the supernatural yeah, element I mean, removed. But uh, it had never done that until we were driving in front of a cemetery. I mean, it had overheated a few times when we were sitting in like a McDonald's parking lot, but it had never <laughs> done anything when we were driving it. So okay, so quickly we'll re- recap that uh, that event uh, in case anybody who hasn't 
uh, heard your previous episode. Go ahead and recap that one real briefly. Yeah, so we had pulled into a gas station. This was like either the day of or maybe a couple days after we had just watched the movie. Um, oh, my gosh. What was that movie? It's got the same actor as The Conjuring. Um, oh my goodness, what is that movie called? The like demon and he, the kid that gets stuck in like the dream world. Hmm. Um. Oh, I'm blanking too. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Uh, yeah. So we watched this scary movie, and we were kind of like, "Ooh, I want to go find spooky things." So we went to this gas station, and I guess the guy at the counter had overheard us talking about like maybe going to a cemetery or something, mm-hmm. and he told us about this cemetery a couple miles outside of Bourbon, Missouri, that has a glowing tombstone on a full moon and it just so happened to be a full moon so we drive out there and we were looking for the cemetery and as soon as we like had accidentally passed it the car locked up and shut down and we were all scared we couldn't like even like the doors locked and everything we couldn't do anything couldn't get it to start and there were headlights there was a corner up ahead there were headlights coming toward us and finally the car turned on we got it back into our lane because when it locked up it kind of like swerved and slid into the other lane and so then we like backed up pulled into the cemetery like right when this car was passing us and then we did find the glowing tombstone but i think we were more scared of getting hit by another car (laughs) that the tombstone wasn't really scary and then we had told other people basically about uh the tombstone and someone told us it's because it's like some kind of white granite they were Mm -hmm. like if you observe you'll see it's the only tombstone that's not like concrete yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we were like okay not really that scary yeah but still i mean the car locking up that's scary and Mm -hmm. with locking up including the windows and everything yeah Yeah. that's everything shut off like no electricity at all yeah Yeah, so that's a bit more than just you know your typical um Mm -hmm. your say you you did put enough oil in and your engine freezes or something like that that's that's more that's more type of stuff you hear with uh with you know alien abduction about yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) for sure for sure yeah, and I mean, it's still it was still spooky being out there walking around looking for this tombstone because we were it was a huge cemetery, so we had to walk around for probably like two hours just to look for it. And but like the tombstone itself, like people saying, "Oh, it's haunted," and that's why it glows on like the full moon or whatever. We were like, we didn't really even care about that. We it was like okay. The car, we almost get hit by another car. That was terrifying. And <laughs> is it something that's like demonic out here? That was also on our minds. <laughs> and the, 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 jo- the pure joys of growing up in <laughs> small town Midwest. You know? Oh, that's yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> Trying it desperately to find something to do. Just anything to do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It right. was either that, the movie theater chill out mcdonald's or walmart yep that was that was pretty much we dragged maine and and hung out at a couple of different places it sounds very familiar yeah our mcdonald's (laughs) was a was a sonic 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And our our Walmart, well, we couldn't park in front of it. The police would come and chase you off. Yep. Um, but uh, but that really was about the only place they would. You could, we would drive. We would literally drag Maine. Yeah. Endlessly for yeah. hours. Yeah. So about eleven o'clock, and when everybody had to go home, before, get home before midnight. <laughs> yep. Golly, so. how boring! How boring, <laughs> man. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's get into your uh, your stories. All right. So let's see. I'll do this true crime story first. Okay. So uh, my most of my experience happened on August seventh this year, but there's kind of some background story to go through first, which happened on April first. So I'm at a buddy's house and I'm not going to say what city this happened in because of like the police department. I don't want anyone like contacting them and giving them a hard time or anything. Sure. Tokyo. (laughs) Yeah, we'll say Tokyo. (laughs) Um, So April 1st, I'm at a buddy's house and it's probably coming near 11 o'clock at night. So I'm like, yeah, I should probably go because they have a kid and everything and whatever. So I leave and I get a phone call. I don't know what the number is. So decline. So then I get a voicemail and I'm like, okay, I'll at least listen to the voicemail, which I hardly ever do anyway. (laughs) And it's the police department saying, Hey, if you're home, stay inside. If you're not home, don't come home. I immediately call the number back because I'm five minutes from home. Yeah. And they answer, And I'm like, hey, it's Chantel. Um, Did you just call my phone? And it's like, yeah, I'm so-and-so with the local police department. Are you home? No, I'm not. I'm almost home. Why? Well, your neighbor below you has a gun, and we can't get it from them. Um, We will call you when it's safe to go home. Oh. So, And I know these people are, which... I have even more like background story with them. Um, I have a punching bag and like once or twice a week, I punch on the punching bag and it's this, like, I'm going to guess she's probably 65, 70 years old. She was probably in the military cause she's like really butch has really short hair. You can like hear it. You just hear it in her voice and yeah. see it in her eyes. She was probably in the military Yeah, and she's got these like two, like 30, 35 year old sons. I'm pretty sure they were like twins. They looked almost identical. Um, and they all lived together below me. And anytime I'd punch on like the punching bag, she would come pounding on my door. You're being loud. And she'd punch the floor below me. So her ceiling and I would just like turn all the lights <laughs> off and, pretend like I wasn't home which was like (laughs) stupid because obviously I was home I was just like terrified of this woman Yeah. and so I get this call that's like your neighbor below you has a gun don't go home because we can't get it from them so I went to Quick Trip and I got an ice cream and I didn't go home but I went to a building that was two buildings down from me to watch what was happening (laughs) that's exactly what I would have done yeah so I'm hiding in a bush after I parked my car with ice cream I'm eating an ice cream cookie sandwich (laughs) and i'm not even kidding you there was like 30 cop cars in a swat van wow and they're all like 
they're just surrounding the building. They're all like running up the stairs of other buildings. So at this point I'm like, is my neighbor on the run? Like what is happening? And I hear like, what sounds like they're, uh, knocking doors in or something like it sounds like doors are breaking down so when i see cops starting to sprint around i'm like i gotta get back in my car so from 11 o'clock at night to like three o'clock in the morning i'm just sitting in my car so finally i like left because i'm like i don't know what to do but go drive around until like i see the cops leave so finally it's like 3 a.m the cops leave i call the number back and i'm like can i go home now and he's like hang on let me ask so like 15 minutes goes by he comes back yeah you can go home so i go home and just there's nothing on the news i look up the you can look up um like the phone calls like it gives you the time it gives you a code this code is called emd code i think that means like emergency medical dispatch or something Uh okay and so um i don't remember what the code was for april 1st i used to have a screen capture of it but it doesn't go back that far now and i guess i deleted the screen capture So I'll jump ahead to my like real experience, August 7th this year. So I'm at home and, oh, let me go back to April 1st really fast. I thought this was a prank. So I had to Google the phone number and then it came up as my local police department phone number. So I was like, okay, it's not a prank because it's April 1st. I was like, someone's pranking me. Now I'm not going to go home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, 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 And I mean, that would be a good good prank to pull yeah. off somebody, uh, but also be really mean spirited. Um, oh yeah. So you know, but if you you know if you've had a number where you could, uh, like you could get a disposable number or like a Google number or something, and you could like you know exactly fake somebody, yeah, fake somebody freak them out. Well, but. and let me let me give this hey. other background story, which is okay. I don't. It's not really related, but someone had been pranking me for a long time, and I still Mm. don't know who it was. Someone had been burying breadsticks in a flower pot on my front porch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would go to plant a flower, and there'd be a breadstick, and and my flower kept dying. Like, I would plant something, and it would die, and I'd find a breadstick there. What the hell, man? (laughs) Yeah. I know. And I have a camera. On my front door, and it never showed them on the camera. Weird. Isn't that creepy? That is. I was going to say, it sounds like you may have pissed off a pizza delivery guy. Yeah. (laughs) Or something, you know? And that this is mm -hmm. their way of getting back at you. The breadstick bandit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And one time, there was a oatmeal icing cookie, and I found that um, the morning of August 7th. I found this oatmeal icing cookie and I got pissed and I grabbed the cookie and I threw it and it almost hit my neighbor, the scary neighbor below me. It almost hit her car and it landed on the outside. So when what happened on August 7th, I was thinking, what if they saw that cookie and thought it was me and that's what caused this? All right. Like, what happened on the, on the, 
in August then. Okay, so August 7th, it is, or well, I guess I probably found the cookie August 6th. We'll say the night of August 6th. Okay. Right when I got home, I noticed it around 6 o'clock at night. Now, this, so is, August this, 7th, is, this is in the planter also, the cookie, or no, this is where? The cookie was sitting on a rock that I had in the flower pot. Okay. It was just sitting on there like someone placed it. One mm. of my buddies thinks squirrels are bringing me food to my porch. <laughs> So I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Squirrels. Maybe that's why it's not catching it on the camera. Squirrels aren't bringing you food. They take food from you. Yeah, that's, that's yeah exactly. I mean, and cats like, will bring food, but I don't think cats will plant breadsticks. I mean, no. Cats are weird. And then cats are weird, but I don't think right. cover the dirt back up. Yeah. Well, again, maybe, maybe I got it. Maybe it's a bread cat, and that's a bread cat. <laughs> is breadstick is bread cat poop. And they are finding yeah. it there and covering Maybe. it up. Maybe, yeah. You know, that's like that's probably the most logical thing I've the heard. Italian bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So August seventh, it's about three three thirty in the morning. I'm dead asleep, and I feel what feels like pounding on my bedroom wall. Um, but then I hear shouting coming from below the apartment below me, and then. Um, I hear like multiple people yelling and my first instinct was to run to my bedroom window and look out. I'm not really sure why, because they were inside the building, but then I see a guy walking toward, it's like, imagine like a circle and my building is at the bottom of the circle. And then on the outer, we'll, we'll say it's like a box kind of, um, not, not quite. So my apartment's at the bottom. There's these two other apartments kind of on the sides, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, I don't, they're, it's kind of like a hexagon. We'll say that right. two buildings, <laughs> my building, and then all woods around the top and other sides up here. Okay. And I see a guy heading toward the woods. There's like a little bench area and a basketball hoop over there. And, um, as he's walking, he fires off a gun and then sits on the bench. Yeah, so at this point, I'm calling the police. I'm like, um, my neighbor has a gun. And they're like, okay, what's your location? <laughs> so I tell them. Right. And um, it's like an hour later, the cops show up. Yeah, like in the dispatch gets off the phone but then calls back and is like we need you to be our eyes and ears. Are you okay with that? Like can you do this for us? And I'm like mm-hmm. sure, why not? So I stood at my window for a really long time watching this guy and um the reason that they didn't show up for so long is because they wanted to park in the front. I guess because of what had happened before on like yeah. April 1st, they I don't know if it got out of control. There were never any news articles or anything about it. Uh-huh. And even the this second occurrence on August 7th, nothing happened. Um, so on April 1st, it was one of her sons that had a gun and he had n- not come back home. Even like August 7th, after August 7th, I never saw him. Um, so this was another, the second son of hers oh, now wow. with a gun. Oh. Yeah. So he's sitting on this bench and you can tell he's on the phone with someone. I, it, that's what it looks like to me, unless he's like yelling at himself, which I don't, I don't think so. He was using a lot of, um, body language, throwing his hands around, um, 
he would sit back and like rock back and forth on the bench. Um, he just looked really mad and looked like he was on the phone yelling at somebody. And the cops just kept asking me, what is he doing? And basically what their tactic was, was hide in like behind all of these buildings where like my buildings at the bottom, the other two buildings are kind of off to the side. They're a little bit further away. And the cops just kind of surrounded him using the buildings. And then I think some of them were in like the edges of the trees, Mm -hmm. but they, if they would have run in on him, he could have turned and shot at them and then they would have come into our building. So I thought their strategy was like really smart of them to not just come on in toward him. Yeah. And so it was like, I was on the phone with them from three 30 to almost six o'clock in the morning talking to them about what he's doing. And if I see anybody else, if I can see the gun in his hand, if they even asked me, has he killed himself? Like, is he still moving? And I was like the whole time. Yeah, he's still moving. Like nothing, nothing really happened for a long time. It was probably at about five o'clock in the morning. He went back inside Um, and let me go back. As soon as he sat on that bench, his mom had her like little dog. She immediately jumped in her car and just like left. So that tells you like something she knew something bad could happen. Yeah. So the, the situation was obviously going to be, or could be potentially dangerous. So she left immediately. What a crappy thing to do also. Like, Oh, I know this is going to get bad. I'm the one of the probably the only people that can help the situation, but I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. That's not, I don't that's, know. That's not a great. The way I saw it was, I almost feel like she maybe caused this because of her bad behavior all the time right and i mean this guy so i was already preparing to move out of this apartment and he i this was the only time i ever communicated with this guy he came out and asked if he could help me load up my car because he saw i was struggling to get like bookshelves and stuff inside my car and he was super nice And I was just like, oh, my gosh, thank you. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And he was, like, very soft-spoken. And I had never heard him, like, yell before. Anytime I had seen him come and go. Like, and he he worked, like, almost the same hours I did. We both left at the same time every morning. So, it, it to me, it never seemed like he was, like, suffering any kind of, like, mental issues. And, I mean, because... I know a lot of people who suffer, like you can't get up and leave at like five, six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like it takes a lot to do that. Yeah. So the fact that I had never seen anything or heard anything from him, anytime I heard yelling, it was always her. So my, like my first thought was she knows she needs to leave because she caused this. And I mean, maybe not, but that's just, what I observed over the year and a half I lived there. Sure. That's just what it seemed like to me. Either way, she was escaping for whatever yeah. reason. Whether mm-hmm. she was yeah, and I the have... cause or the target of the rage, she was escaping. And that was kind of, um, I mean, I can understand that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, she's endangering everybody yeah. there. So for Yeah, what... so... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, for whatever reason, 
<laughs> the mental picture I have of this woman is Throw Mama from the Train. Adam, you remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> you remember that lady? That for whatever reason, that's what popped into my oh, head. So, Lord. so continue. Yeah, so it's probably around five o'clock. Um, well, let me back up again. Sorry, there's so much to the story. Yeah. It was just like, what oh my a, gosh, yeah, it's so overwhelming. Um, so the police, you know, are still on the phone with me this whole time, and they're like, "Okay, we got a hold of his girlfriend, and she called. We had her call him to try to calm him down to de-escalate this situation." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Um, but like the whole time that he was like obviously on the phone at this point, he still just was like throwing his hands around, like he just. And I kept telling the cop. Whatever she's saying, it does not seem like she's calming him down. And I'm just thinking, like, I mean, just because someone's together doesn't mean that she can de-escalate the situation. She might not be the best person, Yep. you know, like, and I never really saw her at the apartment. I saw a woman there, like, maybe twice a month come by, and maybe that's his girlfriend, but besides that like these people were always at their apartment it seemed like he was the only one that had a job so i'm i'm just thinking she's obviously not calming him down so i don't know maybe try someone else and but okay so like 5 a.m he walks in and i hear like cabinets it sounds like cabinets are slamming i can like feel it under my feet i'm standing in my apartment and the cop is like um, when he saw, or I guess when the other cops saw that the, that he was walking back toward the apartment, they were like, get in your closet or something. And I'm like, I'm already in my bathtub. <laughs> and they're like, okay, good. Because he could just start like aimlessly shooting everywhere and mm-hmm. not caring. And we don't want it to come through your window and hit you. And I'm like, yeah, I already thought of that. I'm in my bathtub. It's all good. And so they're like, okay so like 20 minutes maybe not 20 minutes it probably just felt that way i'm gonna say probably five minutes went by and i go back over to the window because nothing is happening but then like almost at the same time i'm at my window uh the cop is like do you see anything what's happening the guy's walking out of his door back over to the bench and he's wearing something like he looks like he's shirtless at this point and it looks like a vest of some sort but it's Mm. kind of bulky and black and i can't tell and i tell the cop i'm like is he wearing like a bulletproof vest or something he's wearing something and the cop just goes if he starts walking back toward your apartment, get in your bathtub to avoid an explosion. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about this guy strapping, like, a bomb to his chest. That oh. was the last thing I would have thought of. I just thought, like, he knows the cops are probably, like, he probably knows. He wants to stop this so he's wearing a bulletproof vest so that they don't shoot and kill him but he obviously the cops have to come and put a stop to it like that's what went through my head was he just doesn't want to die but he knows the cops have to come in and take him away how but they what how, how many how many other apartments are in the building um there's four in my section to the right there's another four Okay. So I I think there's well there's eight 
on my half, and then there's another backside attached. So I guess 16. I'm okay. pretty sure there's so, yeah, 16 so or more. Yeah, and I don't think anyone even knew what was happening besides me and this guy walked out. This guy walked out and was standing in the parking lot staring at the guy on the bench and he just like shook his head and went back inside. I think he was like mad, like, oh my gosh, this like douchebag sitting on a bench keeping me up all night. He just like watches him, shakes his head, goes back inside. But he really, I don't think, understood the severity of the yeah. situation. Damn. Oh my God, I can't, I mean, like, it's not, uh, my mind went to Bulletproof Vest immediately. It did not go to Bomb Vest. Yeah. yeah. And then for to, if I would have heard that. Yeah. I, I don't know how much cool I could have kept. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, suicide, sui- you hear about suicide by cop. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So that's what I was like. I learned about that when I was in college, suicide by cop. And, you know, no one's going to be wearing a bulletproof vest. If it's suicide by cop, they'll charge a cop so that the cop purposely, like, on purpose so the cop will yeah. shoot them but yeah i was like wow okay i didn't even think of that and this whole time i was standing at my blind like on the edge of my window barely peeking through as if he could see me yeah. and like <laughs> every time he would move i would like hold my breath as if he could hear me like i at some point i realized i was doing this and i'm like okay i need to like get under control because i can obviously breathe i'm inside of a building <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was kind of scary. Damn, it sounds like it. <laughs> and yeah, at some point he did get up from the bench. It's like five or five thirty, and he gets up. He goes back inside, and I jump in my bathtub again. And the cop gets on. Are you in your bathtub? Yeah. Okay. Good. Stay there this time. Don't get up. And he's like, and I'll be back. I got to get off the phone now. So I was like, oh, no, I don't even have someone now. Like this whole time I was on the phone, I felt kind of safe, even though this dispatcher couldn't even do anything for me. It's still kind of like it it felt like someone was there with me. And I live in my apartment alone, too. Like no one's there but me and my cats. And so I'm in the bathtub and it's like this time I am watching the time and 20 minutes goes by and the cop comes back on and well, let me back up again. So he goes inside his apartment and it seriously sounds like like, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to like a football practice where like men pile up on top of each other, Mm. like tackling someone and you just hear like, piling up on top of each other that's kind of like what it sounded like after he entered his apartment like a 20-man pile up so i'm pretty sure they had a swat team that went in there and just tackled him wow just in case if this was a bomb if it were to explode you know it wouldn't it would cover less ground if people were piled on top of it damn man and so i hear that and then i'm still in my bathtub the cop finally comes back onto the phone call after 15 or 20 minutes and he's like you should be safe now we have him in custody 
um, try to get some sleep, and I just am like, um, yeah, I right. Work now. <laughs> Dreams. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I, I literally crawled out of my bathtub and just started making coffee and went to work. Tried to act like it was a normal day, wow. and and the this um like crime scene investigator car comes up and she is carrying out what looks like a bunch of guns and that this is also kind of like what happened on april 1st i had woke up the next morning and the mother and the son um they were putting a lot of weapons in their car and taking them away wow yeah like as wow. if okay this is your warning your son is maybe like i'm assuming in a mental health institution and you need to get rid of all of that stuff that's illegal to have in an apartment complex yeah, yeah. and then they probably just after a few months went back, got all their guns, and now the police this time are like, "Yeah, we're keeping these now. Like, you cannot have this anymore." Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Did you see? And, was it ever reported yeah. on the news or anything? Nothing. Never. There was wow. nothing ever reported. I and I think it's just because there was no talk in town about it. And this isn't like a small town. I I live in a relatively large larger city. Yeah. Tokyo. Uh, not a too large of a city. Yeah. Tokyo is a <laughs> well-known middle-sized city here. Yeah. So yeah, there was nothing. The only thing I looked up and could find was the police call. I got the EMD code for this one, which was two six or two five B six, which is a psychiatric uh, case unknown status. So twenty five being psychiatric abnormal behavior suicide attempt, and then um, B six just means unknown status third party caller, which I guess was me. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, and that's literally all that could, that I could find online about that. Damn, man! I this sounds like a story that I would have been wrapped up in because this kind of shit happens to me sometimes. So, <laughs> just bizarre stuff. It's um, the fact that you what I am thinking about when you tell the story. I'm like, what about all the other people? In, I in know. A, that That's had no idea, thinking. but you're the only one. And the first but, time, too. Yeah. Was yeah. I the only one the first time? Because when I was, like, sneaking around the apartment buildings and hiding in the bushes, it didn't look like anyone had even known. People are pr- pretty, like, oblivious to things. And, yeah. Uh, at that, at, well, that's a good thing for cops- you. You're yeah, observant. The cops that's parked good. away and then walked in. Oh yeah, that's that's another thing. It took them so long to get to my building because they walked in, and it's kind of a large building. And the way the apartment complex is shaped, it's shaped kind of like a heart. Mm. So they went to the back left before they came to the back right, and we're in the back right corner. Gotcha. Uh, so they like they came in and went around like this right. way, like wow. Wow. Such a weird, yeah. Man. So I'm sitting on the phone and I'm like, um, I tell the dispatch, I'm like, dude, it's been an hour. What are they doing? He's just like, they're, they're walking back. It's okay. Like nothing's happened. You're fine. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> dude, the bomb <laughs> like, thing is like scary, man. I mean, yeah. And the fact that those guys just jumped on him, like, uh, mm-hmm. and took care of the situation is like, oh man, that is. That is one of those thankless jobs for sure that you just, yeah. 
we have no, you know, we have no idea what goes on, you know, with, with these guys and then the stuff that they have to go through. That would be very, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you would, uh, prepare for something like that. You just gotta be willing to jump into it. It's crazy. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, training, lots of training and I guarantee one of the first questions those people are asked is like, are you willing to risk your life or an, are yeah. you willing to take a life? Cause if not get out now right. before yeah. right. you even yeah. start training. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Cause that's man. a big, big time reality of it. You know, mm-hmm. is that you can, you can do either one of those, yep. you know, and, and you need to be more, I think you need to be more willing to give your life than to take in that particular Yep. you know line of duty well i think most people should would should you know do that but yeah it's, again you know that's it's a whole it's tough man yeah, yeah. it's tough man <laughs> especially in a situation like that crazy guy's got a gun you don't know what he's gonna do does he have a yeah. vest on he's gonna blow other people up like mm-hmm. golly man those are we kind of were talking about it before we started rolling, but the the state of our mental health in this country is really, really poor, and mm-hmm. it's going to come back, and we're seeing the fruits of it right now. Um, we're in a lot of trouble. We we have a lot of, and you know, these lockdowns just certainly didn't help. And there's a lot of people out there that need help, and don't mm-hmm. we don't have the funding to to give? Yeah, these yeah. folks, man, and that's unfortunate. We, yeah. It used to be where, you know, there was a lot of state institutes and yep. where the government just take, took care of the people. They weren't all great places, but they were places where were places at least they yeah. were sent and they were taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, um, you know, a good thing for the most part. And then... Um, I think it was like you know, in the, it was when Reagan was president. He came and he closed them down, and that's one of the reasons why the homeless population problem had exploded in the mid '80s and to where it is again now. Because and that's another thing we're talking about uh, before. Yeah, uh, and um, it was so I moved out of that apartment August 14th and 15th. And while I was moving my furniture in the U-Haul, the lady now by herself, because both of her sons have been taken away, she comes out and goes, Oh, you're moving too. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And she goes, I have to move. Yeah. She goes, I have to move too. She goes, I'm moving out in two weeks from now. And I'm just thinking, like, where is she going to go? Who yeah. does she have? Does she have anybody? Yeah, don't follow me. Like, it's me. so sad. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Well, actually, I'll tell a quick story. My first couple of nights in my apartment, I heard something outside. This is my new apartment. I heard something outside, and I went out there because this was at, like, 3 in the morning. I'm like, what kids are being idiots out in the yard i go out there and it's the cops looking for someone at my new apartment oh, my first thought was God. she's back oh. <laughs> and it was oh. literally these cops were in the shadows of the buildings hiding hiding oh in God. trees walking Damn. around yeah they would they would get to one corner shine their light turn it off like immediately and then they would run to the shadows of the next building and i'm just thinking holy crap is this 
Is there something like insane with this whole city or like what is it's just happening? You. It's just you. Seriously. You, you, you know too much. You pay too much attention. I do. I pay attention to everything. <laughs> That's like great. I hear one little noise. I'm like, I have to know what that is. Yeah. And it's that, somehow that, the cops. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's. I suppose it's better to at least know what's happening, even if it is, you know, SWAT teams that are lining up oh at your neighbors. Um, Literally, uh, yeah. When I saw them, I was like, "I'm just gonna go to bed. Like, I don't even care. They can just do their I've job." Done, <laughs> I've done this before. Yeah, yeah you're I was a like, pro. At least someone else has already called, and I don't have to stay on right. the phone. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've already seen the show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't need to see the show again. That's hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what's without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors so hey so you're part of i saw your post on facebook and you're part of this competition and it's uh cool and i wanted you to uh talk about it and maybe we can get some of our listeners to help uh, the, oh yeah so um let's see the competition it's called the face of horror competition um i'm gonna pull it up on my phone here so i can cool. have more information than what i can remember um i don't know like how often they do this competition or like why they're doing it exactly like I said, I my buddies sent me a link. I kind of just signed up. They were like, you have until September 6th to sign up, get your pictures ready. And so I made this profile, and it says, um, tell us why you would make it to the end of a horror movie. And I just said, well, anything can and will be used as a weapon. And it asks me what my favorite horror quote is. And I, it's more than a quote. It's kind of like a favorite scene in a movie for me is when Ghostface calls Drew Barrymore and he go and they're talking and he says, you still haven't told me your name. And she goes, well, why do you want to know my name? And he goes, because I want to know who I'm looking at. And she goes, what did you say? And he goes, I said, I want to know who I'm talking to. And he, she goes, that's not what you said. Like, I just always, when I first watched that movie, I thought, oh, my gosh. Like, in that moment, 
you're like someone's watching me. This yeah. This person yeah. I'm having fun with on the phone is actually yes. at my house. Yes. And that just like, oh, chills down my spine. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly you would survive the any horror movie because you are so observant. And, yes. uh, you know, and, yeah, and, and, they would be walking up to my house and I'd already have the cops on their way <laughs> hiding the bush, eating ice cream. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're so, you know, you seem such to have such a cool demeanor anyway. You know, I can see, I can't see you really flipping out too much. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm probably much more excitable than you are, uh, you know, so, but uh, I don't know yeah. what I would do. Like, I always think about this. I'm always like when I'm watching a scary movie, I'm always thinking, what would I do in this situation? Like the whole don't run upstairs because then the killer can yeah, get you up there. Yeah, yep. And realistically, you're not going to jump off your roof. Like, I don't know if I would do that. I probably wouldn't. It would be like a game of cat and mouse if I was on my roof. They'd have to climb out onto the roof and get me, and we would just be running around there for days. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, let's see, this competition, basically, um, I would get to do a photo shoot with, um, gosh, what is his name? Um, the guy that played Jason Voorhees, mm. I'm so bad with remembering names, there's, but <laughs> there's a few of them, but yeah. Okay. Um, well, one of them, I would get to do a photo shoot with him and our photos would go into the morgue magazine. I think it is. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I would get $13,000, which, nice. I would probably put toward my student loans and or, or I was going to say um, to a uh, move to a, a more secured area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something maybe. Yeah. yeah. Buy a house out in the middle know. of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know, With her luck, that, that may not be a good <laughs> Yeah. What if the cops can't get out there? <laughs> what if I don't have reception? Then I, it would be up to yeah, me. Right. <laughs> Well, how do pe- um, how do people vote for you? They vote for you. How do how do how does that work? Well, let's see. I know you can go to thefaceofhorror.org, and I should just be number two on there. Like they have okay. a list of people. Okay. And correction, my correction, correction, you should be number one, and that's what yeah. we're hoping for. Yeah. Everybody. As of right now, so second place. One. Um, let's see. My picture is, so my buddy's dressed up as Jason Voorhees and he is like pulling my hair back. Like he's grabbed a hold of me and he actually has a machete. Like he's going to slice my head off. Nice. Ah. And let's see if I can show it to you guys here. Oh yeah. Very cool. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my profile picture on there and I'm wearing bright red lipstick. You can't miss it. Awesome. And I do have another story. I'm going to make this one quick since I have to go to the movies tonight. My buddies were actually really upset with me that I didn't tell this story the first time I was on the podcast. And I thought about telling the story, but it was just so strange. And I don't really know what's like true and what's not true. So I just didn't tell the story. And I told my buddies, like, they believe it 100%. And it's a paranormal story. And so I'm just sort of, 
I'm like on the fence on this one. There is a couple of things that happen that I believe, and then one thing that I'm just not sure. So I'll go ahead and uh, tell the story on that. So for my birthday last December, we stayed at the Limp Mansion in St. Louis. And uh, we first get there. It's probably like five or six at night. Um, they had decorated my whole room that I rented and we rented the whole upstairs of the mansion so that we could just have it for my birthday. There was, I guess, one person that rented a room downstairs. We never saw them. We never heard them the whole night, but we were told one room was rented on the first floor. So, um, they decorated my room with horror themed balloons and, like tinsel and stuff so it had like jigsaw face on a balloon it had michael myers on a balloon all the characters chucky basically everybody is on a balloon and it's just like one face per balloon so um i decide i'm gonna set up a camera in the bedroom i set up my phone on a tripod in the hallway and i have my phone recording while i'm setting everything up in the bedroom and after we get everything set up to record then i took my phone because we were leaving to go have dinner so it's probably seven o'clock at night by this time so my um camera set to record i don't give it a like a time that it needs to shut off and that way it just records infinitely i had just bought all brand new sd cards so that it was not going to run out of storage for any reason each battery has a life of two hours so i was like okay we'll be back within two hours probably hopefully and so then we go to dinner and um each bedroom has its own like skeleton key lock So no one can get in there but you, the one key, I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe the people that own the mansion have like a master key to all the rooms, maybe. I'm not sure, but as like basically I have a key and no one else. That's what I knew at that moment. So we leave, we go have dinner, we come back, and the balloon with like the jigsaw doll face is on the staircase, And as we're, like, walking up this windy spiral staircase, the balloon just, like, is looking you right in the face when you go around the corner. So I'm like, hey, guys, um, yeah, one of the balloons is not in my bedroom. That's strange. Let's go check the cameras. (laughs) And before we did leave to go for dinner, um, I had a second battery that didn't quite have its full charge. So I put it – there's a nightstand by the bed, and – It's like the top of the nightstand, and then there's a second shelf that's lower to the floor. Mm -hmm. I put it on that shelf, and the top of the nightstand was pretty crowded. There was, like, a light, like an old Victorian light, a clock. I think the TV remotes were sitting there, so I just thought, okay, there's absolutely nothing on the bottom shelf. I'll plug it in and sit it there. We walk in. I immediately go to the camera. It's turned off. And then I notice that my second battery is in the middle of the floor. So I run over to look for the charger. The charger's gone, and it's also slung across the floor, unplugged. Like, everything's unplugged. Battery's taken out. They're both on the floor on the opposite side of the room. Whoa. 
So I'm like, okay, we have to check the camera. Like, why is the camera off? So I get it turned on. The battery is fully charged. It we it shows us walking out of the room. It shows that balloon. It, that balloon was sitting on the bed. It shows the balloon floating down, down to the floor. You see it move a little bit. And it, at that point, once it moves, it disappears from the view of the camera. And the camera turns off. Whoa. That's all I got. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's... Now, now I'm guessing that this uh, place is haunted and you'd set up the cameras to catch. Oh, yeah. Or anything. But, okay. Not, you weren't There's... just setting up the yeah. cameras to make home movies or anything. Yeah. Like so, that, so. <laughs> limp, yeah, limp mansion basically was owned by the limp family and almost everyone either died there from, I think like tuberculosis or something mm-hmm. or cholera. I'm not really sure. Or they committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So we rented the rooms that was supposed to have the most activity and, um, my room I think was called the lavender room and I can't remember 100%, but this was supposed to be haunted by a woman who I think killed herself in that room. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And um, one other thing that I that happened to me was when I went to bed that night, I, it was probably around midnight or 1 a.m., I felt someone grab my leg. Mm. So those are the things that I know are true that did happen for sure. Now, what I don't know is true is because we were drinking a lot at this bar right down the street, and then we kept drinking when we got there because we have full access to the whole house. Right. So we're walking around for hours, taking pictures, trying to come in contact. We brought a Ouija board. We brought a spirit box. We're trying to contact everyone that has lived there and died there. And one of the stories was that they had this um, son who maybe was deformed. His name was Zeke, but they called like everyone else who um, didn't know him called him Monkey Boy because they trapped him in the attic and I guess people thought he like looked like a monkey and sometimes you could see him from the windows and they're not really sure if it like where they, that he got them. There's a lot of different stories out there. Like if he was born there, maybe he was like, my guess is they had servants and maybe, um, the, I think his name was Charles Limp. Maybe he had this child with one of the servants and he didn't want people knowing about it. And so he just trapped him in the attic and mm. maybe the servants took care of him. And then once the brewery got shut down in their house, like no one lived in there because everyone killed themselves at that point. Maybe he was like left there and maybe no one could take him. And so I thought, you know, maybe he would be the most active. So we mostly tried to contact him. And at one point, my friend Hope kind of was acting like she was possessed. And I was recording and taking pictures all the way up until that point. She was saying some weird things. And she started getting mad at us for trying to contact him. And that's what made me think maybe he had possessed her. And I'm the type of person where... I don't know if ghosts really exist. Like it was really weird that that the the whole thing with the 
battery being slung across the floor and the balloon floating. I definitely believe a spirit did that. But how many times could something contact you? Like that's, I have so many questions. So I was thinking, okay, I don't know if, if he's really possessing her or not. And, but I'm the type of person that I try to stir things up. So I was mostly going around making monkey noises and (laughs) saying things like, you're not going to come out. You're too scared. (laughs) I'm that person. Provoking. Uh, Yeah. You go to the the ghost bros school of, uh, beyond the veil of communication. Yeah. I'm not the person that's sitting there saying like, we just want to talk and we're not here to disturb you. I'm the person that is there to disturb you because uh, like from my, even in everyday life experience, you get a reaction out of people more when you're making them mad. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's just whether you're dead or whether you're alive, that's my go-to. I'm going to piss you off to get a reaction. (laughs) That's great. So what what did your friends think? I mean, did they, were they sort of on the same page as you as far as did they feel like they experienced that? Yeah. So it was like, I don't know. There was like this whole thing and I keep trying to get them to come on here and tell their story because they're more like passionate about it. Yeah. And so like, I can't even remember the whole timeline because like I said, we were intoxicated. So all I know is we had been walking around this house, every single corner, every single room for hours, taking pictures, not getting anything. And then just all of a sudden my friend like falls to the floor She's saying bad things are about to happen and that birds are going to attack us. And it doesn't matter what we believe in. No form of spirituality is strong enough to protect us. And her husband's in their room sleeping. And then all of a sudden she gets up, sprints up the stairs and is like, Robbie's in trouble. So she's like, we got to go protect Robbie. We get up there and he's just playing Pokemon on his switch in the bathroom. We're like, okay, he's fine. (laughs) So yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to bed. And she's like drinking more. She's like mixing Tito's and Powerade now at this point, because we're running out of things. Hey, you got, you you got to hydrate, you know, we've all been there. We've all been there. I mean, yeah. And she's drank a lot. Like she's probably almost drank like a fifth of vodka on her own at this point. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm scared because if she is possessed, whatever, like I just had this feeling of, I don't think spirits like technology. So whoever's recording and has been an asshole this whole time, which was me, I'm going to be attacked and I don't want her to attack me. Yeah. Like she's my best friend. And then the next day we're going to have some serious discussions about why she attacked me. Well, she definitely was. She was definitely under the influence of some kind of spirits. Yeah. It was so uh, weird. Whether, whether they were uh, spirits from South of the border and Tito's, 
or uh, <laughs> or the more yeah. variety yeah. of the lentils. Oh, and there's another thing to this too. Um, so she vapes, and we went out, and there's staircases all over this house. There's one in the front, a straight staircase. The one to our room in the back is like a spiral velvety staircase. There's like six staircases, and then we go out so she can smoke. And there's another iron spiral staircase. So all these staircases we go down so that she can smoke her vape outside and she drops it. We don't know that the glass has shattered and she's still been smoking it. And then we go in and that's when all this crazy stuff is happening. And so, um, I, at one point I'm like, what if you're not possessed and you're just drunk and you just smoked some glass? Like maybe it's the glass <laughs> in your brain. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it could be. So we don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. I don't I personally do not think she was possessed because everything she was saying, I don't know, to me was like she I mean she had brought up like Native Americans, Cherokee Indians or something. And, but that's like things that her and her family had been talking about recently. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like, I don't really know how the spirit world works. All I know is that 100% my camera got turned off by something. The battery was thrown across the floor. I know that 100% had to be a spirit doing that as for her. I have no idea. She's never been possessed again if if she was possessed. And um, we accidentally left the Ouija board there because we tried to scare our friend by putting it under his pillow. Uh. And, <laughs> and he didn't sleep in his room, so he never found it. He slept on their floor in their bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Which, actually, thinking about that now, my friend Hope said she woke up between, like, 3.30 and 4 that morning, and she saw a black figure standing in the doorway because their rooms are connected. Mine wasn't. It was down the hall. And at one point, my buddy Garrett, the one sleeping on the floor, he thought he felt himself being dragged across the floor. He's He's a pretty hefty guy, so I'm like... I feel like you would know if you're being dragged, you would yeah. feel the carpet. Yeah. He, he said he thought his body was moving. So I don't know, maybe he was floating and was moving. No idea. I was asleep in my room at this point. I think, I think you book another trip there. And, I think so too. You know, yeah. For sure. Now that you've got something to compare it with. Exactly. Now we know what we're working with. Yeah. And we've never taken a tour there either. They do the haunted ghost tours. They weren't doing one that night. So we just like booked a couple of rooms and stayed the night and a few crazy things happened. And then we left the next morning. That's wild. That is wild. Uh Yeah. I, um, I want to do that at some point. I want to go, there's a couple of spots kind of close to me that do the haunted, uh, motel hotel thing. And, I want to go experience that, but I don't really have any gear, you know, I don't have any stuff that I could, other than, you know, your basic, funny enough, my wife and I, we took a a trip to the East coast last year and we downloaded, we were staying in these, you know, haunted old haunted places and we downloaded this app and, um, I'm supposed to measure, you know, whatever it measures. And I I don't know if it ever did end up working what i can't tell you is it scared the shit out of me 
because it kept it kept making these little noises, you know? I don't know, man. It was really mm-hmm. it was bizarre. It was bizarre. So I uh I quickly deleted that off my phone. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my buddies have the Spirit Box uh, app on their phone, and it okay. says weird words. And then even I have like a real Spirit Box, but a Spirit Box it measures. It basically cycles through all the radio stations, it and if there's words. like a ghost yeah. there, yeah. So it's like I don't really know. I don't know if that. You know, I don't know how that works. Um, yeah. I. There was one time I was at my mom's boyfriend's house and I lived there as a kid and there was always this room down the hallway that freaked us out and like no one sleeps in there. It's just like a extra guest bedroom and they have a lock on it. I don't know why there's a lock on it, but yeah, there's a lock on it for some reason. Monkey boy. And recently. (laughs) Got a monkey brother. (laughs) recently i so i had the ghost box and i'm sitting in the living room and i'm like who are you asking the typical questions what's your name like where are you from uh what year were you born what year did you die and it just goes the door and i was like what like the creepy door down the hallway so I go in there, I'm asking the same questions and nothing happens. And so I don't know if the spirit box actually works or not. That's the only yeah. thing. And I've, before we forgot our Ouija board at the Limp Mansion, we used it in my, one of my old, older apartments a few years ago. We got what we think was a nine-year-old just playing games with us. It kept going back and forth saying it was 60 years old and then it would go to nine years old. And then it, it, and it didn't give us any, anything. It just kept like spinning around the board, not doing anything. And we ended up closing it. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think you need tools to go ghost hunting. Like, I don't think you need equipment. You don't need like a spirit box. You don't need fancy cameras. Like if something wants you to know it's there, you don't need equipment. It'll let you know it's there. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it, it would be nice to have some validation, but, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. I, I, I get creepy feelings from time to time. Who knows what that is, but yeah, when you're experiencing it with someone else too, I guess that's a form of validation, you know, that yeah. but, but everyone is experiencing mm-hmm. it. So that's cool, man. Crazy. Yeah, and my buddies, they definitely think like my friend Hope was possessed in the mansion. Well, I tell you whoever comes there and discovers the Ouija board. Yes, I we left it under a pillow. Right. In the bed. Yeah. But they said it's a common thing for people to actually take and leave their Ouija boards there on purpose. Oh, really? So they probably the owners probably Ghost. just thought okay, they did this on yeah. purpose. Yeah, they probably have a whole other, you know, room, spare room for yeah. Ouija mm-hmm. yeah. boxes and No kidding. And random batteries for for cameras that have been full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I should have left like a little note or a message there saying like, has anyone lost their fo- their camera batteries there? Like, what if there is like some secret like little board in the floor or yep. like nook in a closet or ceiling where this ghost is just storing camera batteries? Yeah. No kidding. Oh, that would be wild. 
Oh man. Hey, thank you again for coming and uh and hanging out with yeah, us. Yeah, no problem. We uh we always like return guests for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I could possibly return in the future because I've been having really creepy dreams about a house and I'm trying to put all these dreams together into a story. So cool. I feel like I'll probably keep dreaming of this strange house and this strange woman that has been like it. She comes to me in a dream almost every six months. So once I get like a the, I feel like maybe a whole story, I'll message you guys and let you awesome. know. Awesome. Maybe 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 it culminates with you buying a home from the your winnings from the contest. Oh gosh, I don't I don't know. Oh my gosh, I don't. The yeah. house in my dream is really creepy, and somehow, <laughs> if I found this house, I would have to buy it, even though I really wouldn't want to. That sounds like I mean, my wife, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, it sounds fitting for you, though, a little as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I would have to. Oh, I recently bought a haunted mirror on Facebook Market. Oh. Now, yeah. Now, you, now, let me ask you, is it legitimately a haunted mirror? Or is it as one of my friends uh, put to get rid of a mirror on Craigslist, just put haunted mirror? I mean, it oh was <laughs> this mirror is 200 years old and they okay. sold it to me for $40. So, oh, wow. okay. That's, I feel like that's too cheap yeah. to just label it as haunted mirror. Well, like, it's a good deal if it's a 200 year old mirror. It's a good yeah. 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 The story behind that, really fast, because I got to go here in like less than a minute. Um, basically, these people wanted this haunted mirror for themselves, they bought it. Actually, oh my gosh, I can't remember. I don't think they bought it, I think someone gave it to them. And then when they put it on their wall, they kept getting into car crashes and then their house caught on fire. Oh wow. And I, and then like their house flooded or something too. some, a bunch of crazy, crazy stuff within like a month or two. So then they were like, let's get rid of it. So now I have it. And I haven't even contacted them to ask if the crazy stuff is stopped. I should ask them. Yeah. Is it, now, do you have it on display or do you have it? Oh, absolutely. It yeah. <laughs> For the first six months, I kept it in my closet because I was terrified. But I thought, okay, time to have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll display at the new apartment. So <laughs> now we'll see. And it wasn't, you didn't have this up at the last apartment, right? No. Moved, did you? No, okay. I, absolutely not. I didn't want things to get worse there. <laughs> awesome. awesome yes well chanta always a pleasure we definitely you're welcome back anytime. awesome and uh, <laughs> we we definitely would love to chat with you again and we will definitely face of horror.org mm -hmm. and we'll yep so go and and vote for chantelle there um and uh hopefully we can get her past number two uh, where she should be at number one and yes that would be awesome
Hey everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends, we can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. Chantel, thanks again for joining us. And everybody go check out uh, faceofhorror.org and vote for her. So hopefully she can uh, win and and, and get some uh, good money and some uh, recognition. And uh, be her picture's taken with one of the one of the Jasons. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. The uh, nice to hear a uh, a little follow up on our, our glowing tombstone story, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know it's always cool whenever somebody can come back and and uh, sort of you know pick up on the story that they they talked about before, and uh, and also uh, the new weird crazy stories that she's got about her crazy neighbors, dude. Great. I mean. Like, I had that's intense, and uh, I don't know if you've ever had. I th- I'm, sh- I'm sure most of us have had like crazy neighbor stories. Oh yeah, um, you know. And of course, if you don't, then you are the crazy neighbor. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm. I've been probably been both, um, for <laughs> sure. But um, like. Uh, Nothing like that. Nothing really, really too much like that. That I, yeah. well, I, t- I say that, but then again, I look back and I'm like, you know, uh, <laughs> I've had some neighbors who were now looking back, just maybe a little bit more suspicious yeah. of them and yeah. their activities. You well, know, their uh, sure. I mean, yeah. now that we're sitting here and talking about it, I had a. Uh, I just remembered there was a time when I was living in Pennsylvania. And we were living next to a known drug dealer who Mm -hmm. I may or may not have purchased some things uh, at one point in time from. So you you do personally uh, that that he was a drug dealer. And I also knew that he, he just wasn't the greatest person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was easy cause he was next door. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting on my back porch. Okay. Which was on the second story at that time mm-hmm. and, uh, just hanging out, drinking some beers. It's like on the evening of like, a, I think it was a weeknight and a SWAT team is surrounding his <laughs> apartment and he totally got busted. And I just remember thinking, wow, I, and I just remembered that right now as we were. Wow. Talking. Dude. So, so yeah, I have definitely had my run in with some, some weird neighbors. So, uh, but, uh, it was entertaining, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a neighbor who, uh, uh, would you know occasionally who had told me that he had uh gone to jail for uh previously for meth, uh, but he uh, didn't do it no more, yeah, he, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. he smoked weed, but he didn't do the meth no more, right? Um, as and was he told me, and of course, you know, I found it odd sometimes that I would be woken up at like 
three or four in the morning morning hearing him using power tools uh oh, upstairs yeah. yeah and me you know and i of course didn't think about it you know what, what the hell is he doing yeah you know and i'm yeah. like you know uh frank we'll call him frank yeah. frank what do you do i text him like dude i'm trying to sleep man you're what the, what what are you you? doing power tools at this hour, he'd be, oh man, sorry, dude. You know, and, and then he would stop. Sorry, man, I'm uh, not. I'm not doing meth right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I didn't even think about it because I'm like half asleep, or right. you know, I was asleep. Yeah. And then I'm trying. want to get right back to it because I was just, when I was in grad. It was when I was in grad school, right? So I, my mind was not focused on the fact that my neighbor upstairs was probably, you know, he was speeding on some yeah, kind tweaking of tweaking a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> on something or other, but, uh, you know, uh, no proof, no proof, but, uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but you know, he, he, he was also one of those guys that would, um, um, and not that I've ever been accused of this, but if he got you in a conversation, then you just couldn't let go, couldn't yeah. get out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I, I'm sure I've been on that, but I've also find myself often, uh, having that happen to me where, you know, people just keep talking and talking and talking. But, uh, fortunately now we've turned that basically into a podcast. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. So, you know, absolutely. <laughs> great, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then I, the, oh, go ahead, Bear. No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're always up for a good story, uh, yes. whether it revolves, a, uh, involves a neighbor or a friend or whatever or whoever. Yes, and Weirdsville is full of good neighbors, and uh, and I'm sure everybody has had a bad neighbor experience. So if you've had a weird, crazy neighbor experience uh, like Chantel has, get a hold of us and, and let us know. Or if you stayed at a uh, a haunted hotel or you know bed and breakfast or something, um, you know, tell us about that. We want to hear about that. Or if you have someone who may or may not be uh, burying breadsticks in your flower pots. Uh, mm-hmm. Get on it, man. We want to know. Yes, yes. Or if you know, in fact, what that is, maybe there's some kind of arcane practice uh, to where uh, that is part of a, a way of, uh, you know, I don't know what you, what you would do, be burying right. breadsticks. But if you know what the what the true story is behind that, let us know. And uh, we can we can share that information with Chantel and maybe put her mind to rest. Uh, I'm still halfway convinced of the theory that it's a uh, Italian uh, pizza cat, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, to- I could be totally, wrong. totally, yeah, some 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 sort of uh, some some deep ritual that has to do with <laughs> breadstick and. Um, Maybe uh, who knows? Maybe they're a uh, they, maybe they're used to go to the Olive Garden and is looking for you know the the breadstick gods to shine upon them. Mm-hmm. Yes, or yeah, yeah, passing that luck on to somebody else. Maybe it's just somebody who wants to grow their own breadstick tree. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you know anything like that, or if you've ever found anything strange buried in your plants or your garden or in the walls, we'd like to hear about that type of stuff. For sure. Um, if you've ever been buried yourself, uh, that would be uh, quite a weird and interesting story. Of course, we want to hear more about your Bigfoot encounters, your UFOs, your UAPs, all that good stuff, and more. We want to hear it. Any good story you got, we know you got one. We want to hear it. Absolutely. Bring it on. All right, everybody. 
Thanks for listening once again. We love you. Um, we look forward to hearing your stories. Get a hold of us on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, email us at wywspod at gmail.com. Go to the website. You can also email us through the website. Uh, follow us, like us, rank us, subscribe to us on all your pod chasers, all your podcatchers or whatever you is you listen to this uh, on. Um, if you are listening through another device, such as a Ouija board, uh, let us know. But until then, everybody, we will see you next time here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I, uh, I'm, I've been Adam Beebe. I've been Barry Johnson, I believe. Yes. And, uh, we, we shall remain that way. Um, for the near future, at least. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.